Hello, and welcome to the Bad Idea Corner. This week's episode, we're talking about aliens. Now, this is not investigative journalism by any means. This is more speculative journalism. This is looking at what other people have noticed and said recently, and, you know, trying to connect it all with the red string. I feel like it's a bit lofty to call what we're doing journalism, but... <laughs> this is a fun conversation about art installations that have been happening around the world recently. If it is indeed art, I, I don't really know. Is it supposed to be art? It was reflective, at least. Yeah. I think. Like, I don't mean to be too dismissive towards modern art. Just, um, Anish Kapoor, your Chicago bean is stupid. It deserves to be called a bean. <laughs> yeah, man. Why you gotta like be so jerk. mean? I recently got an ad for the company that like sells the pigments and stuff. Oh, his company? No, not his. Like the the one. Oh, the the, the good one. The good team. The nice one. The people who made the reflective one out of sh like ground up glass. Yeah. Well, and they had Vanta Black 2.0 or whatever mm. they did. Like maybe it was just called like Black Three yeah. or you know, like they had the, the pigment that looks like a black hole because it sucks in all light and it's super yeah. cool. And then the whatever the pink that is the pinkest pink in the world mm. and the shiniest silver and all this stuff but i found it because of a very involved youtube ad about a unicorn farm and now they were like collecting something from unicorns maybe it was unicorn milk unicorn tears i don't know but it was the, like the silvery reflective pa paint pigment all right but i watched the whole ad it was like four or five minutes and that was longer than the video i was waiting to watch i watched the entire entire thing and visited their website because i was so confused huh anyway so this is about the utah monoliths or monolith singular with others being found in other places around the world so uh i've got the wikipedia article pulled up because that is as we all know the definitive source of human knowledge exactly the Utah monolith was a metal pillar that stood in a red sandstone slot canyon in northern San Juan County, Utah. The pillar was 3 meters tall, around 9.8 feet, and made of metal sheets riveted into a triangular prism. It was unlawfully placed on public land between July and October of 2016. Which I find interesting. I didn't know that. What? Uh, yeah. In November 2020, state biologists discovered it during a helicopter survey of wild bighorn sheep. So it was found at some point in November and was then removed covertly on the 27th because, um, one, like it mentions, is placed there unlawfully and they like gouged a hole in the sandstone in the area to put it there. Now there's just a divot. Plus, people being what they are and the internet being what it is, people just flocked to this location, which was not a place that is that was prepared for people to come to it. So they're coming in like vans, trucks, some people come, come in by helicopters, according to the takedown post. It didn't have the infrastructure, like roads or anything. Bathrooms. Trash cans for everyone's litter. Bathrooms. That was one of the things they mentioned. Like, guys, pooping in the wilderness is, a, is like a misdemeanor or something. Wait, what? Anywho... Oh, hey, John Green made a video about it. What are we doing? But then another one shows up in Romania, but it's clearly a copycat. It's not polished metal. It's just kind of hammered and riveted together. Yeah. It's not as good. Ooga Here's booga. the thing. <laughs> we both had to... Luke put, steepled his hands and said, Ooga Booga, right as I like wildly like <laughs> flailed around and said, Here's the thing. 
So when you studied communication theory, since mm-hmm. you are a communications major, and I was before I switched, yeah. did you have to read about cognitive dissonance and how this one undercover journalist scientist man got into a cult that thought that the end of the world was coming? Like, he was there as a journalist, but he had to be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. And they were positive that the world was going to end on a certain day. So they, like, sold all their belongings. They they did all these things because they were sure, I don't know what they needed exactly, but they had to do certain ridiculous things and not have any metal nearby in order to get sucked up into the spaceship and saved. Or maybe the spaceship would land there. I'm not totally sure. They were in a group. They're getting closer and closer to midnight or whatever. And suddenly they're like, wait, we have metal on our zippers and buttons. We can't have that. Cue frantic hacking at clothing to get rid of any bits of metal. Right, so we humans, we have a fascination with the shiny, with the metals. We want to believe that there's some meaning to the shininess, where, however, I do not need any meaning. I derive just joy just from seeing shiny objects. There's just been a lot of weird groups like that, like the whole Heaven's Gate cult thing back in the 90s or whatever, which... Somebody seems involved a lot in Nike shoes. Um, hmm. A stock scam. Probably. I remember, like, 2012, when a bunch of people were like, oh, the world's gonna end the year, the Bible's out. So it's just like, no. The Bible didn't give you a year that the world's gonna end. And they're like, oh, no, no, numerology. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the only thing about I like about numerology is that you can take anything and make it into a 420 meme. That is the only <laughs> thing I like about it. Someone, when I didn't quite understand what numerology was back in high school, mm-hmm. like I knew it was weird and I knew it wasn't right. Right. Someone was like, oh yeah, the best part is you can take any sentence and turn it into the Illuminati. Yes. And I was like, what do you mean? And they took either what I said or something else or the word lettuce or I don't mm. know what they did, but they were, they just instantly with great joy rattled off a bunch of numbers and they're like, there, see, Illuminati. And I was like, oh. <laughs> This is a fun game. I like it. <laughs> yeah, like, It's like Sudoku. It's one of those things where with the right amount of contrivance, you can prove your point using completely made-up things. But here's the article that you don't know about. This is the headline that's, like, trending on Twitter right now. Right. It is December 7th, 2020. Here's this headline. Former Israeli space security chief says aliens exist humanity not ready it's on twitter but this particular article is from the jerusalem post and the next line says this galactic federation has supposedly been in contact with israel and the u.s for years but are keeping themselves secret to prevent hysteria until humanity is ready have you seen the amount of star trek and star wars movies we've made like we're ready actually don't count star wars because that's very violent star trek is all about like the hope and wonder of finding new things meeting new people discovering new technology and just exploring Mm -hmm. for the sake of exploration star wars space wizards yeah yeah star wars could exist inside of the cinematic universe of star trek without a problem like they would just be like a weirdo little galaxy to the left Mm -hmm. you know just um left is of course, relative in space. Right. They, off to one side. I've been watching this one channel that does a lot of like Star Wars lore content recently, mm-hmm. and I think they talk about like 
a galactic north, south, east, and west, because for whatever reason, most civilizations originated in the core of the galaxy and then spread out from there. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they basically only went in the eastern half. Like, the western half is known as the um, unknown regions or, like, wild space or something like that. Like, Weird. Like, it just didn't get colonized. And part of that um, might have to do with a hyperspace anomaly in a certain part of the galaxy, which also prevents and it went from leaving the galaxy via hyperspace except through like two points so the whole of star wars is in one galaxy yeah you know the thing it says at the beginning of every movie a long time ago in a galaxy far far away well okay you, you do realize how much space there is in space right a lot yeah like yeah. i get that it's exponentially huge and we'll never understand it in star trek Man, I don't think they're limited to one galaxy. They go, like, you know, light years and light years, and quite often they get zapped. No, I, you know what I think about it? There might be a couple episodes where they get, like, stuck at a barrier at the edge of a galaxy or something. Okay. But I mean, that, that might be a difference between the two. I feel like they have more planets and civilizations. Like, uh, maybe, maybe more colonized no planets. Oof. I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to the yes. real-world article yes. that is not a science fiction book. So, supposedly, at least a few countries on Earth have made contact with aliens. And now I'm going to read directly from this article in the Jerusalem Post. The 87-year-old former space security chief gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the U.S., which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe. This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien representatives. I would just like to put a pin in that article for a second and say, neat, but we're going to Mars soon. We as a race, we're headed to Mars within the next decade. Yeah. He will be proven wrong. Yeah. And, okay, here's the thing. As much as I would like to believe that there are aliens, Mm -hmm. it raises so many questions. Like, why haven't they talked to us yet? I mean, personally, I feel there's a very reasonable answer. It's because they're looking for intelligent life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we've got spaceships. We have enough technology. Yes, we're... Did you ever read 2001 Space Odyssey, like, the whole series? I don't think I did. Okay. Because... Part of the thing is, so you know, they, they find, like, the monolith on the moon. Okay. Uh, totally separate uh, monolith. Is it um, on the dark side of the moon? It is on the dark side of the moon. That's, okay, that is also a, a hot trope in a <laughs> lot of science fiction books, movies, whatever, is to find some secret base or some secret alien yeah. message on the dark side of the moon. Presumably, the idea is that once humanity has at least achieved enough space travel and technology to get to the other side of the rock in their backyard... Mm-hmm. They will be capable yeah. of understanding it, decoding it, or right. something. And that's part of the thing. So, 2001 Space Odyssey, they find the monolith. Someone goes and touches it. And I don't remember exactly what happens, but at some point, it sends a signal out into space wherever it came from. And they begin to realize, oh, this is here to monitor humanity's progress. Problem. It, it sent its message out in 2001. Just after the bloodiest century in human history, both world wars, Vietnam, the Gulf War, although that hadn't happened yet at the time it was written, 
all these horrible things, like they mentioned the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. This is the information that gets sent out to whoever made this monolith. And so they see just a crazy warrior race? More just, not not so much warrior, but just destructive, yeah, okay. do not let out into the universe. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, they're going to be coming for us. We got to get them first. And so if I remember right, they sent out like, you know, some sort of space monitor thing. But there's also a thing where the guy from the first book who, you know, at the end of the movie, like, uh, goes into this weird portal thing and comes out as like a weird space baby thing and it gets real weird in the sequels. If I remember right, they end up putting him into a hard drive. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, <laughs> I have never watched or read any of this. Sounds fun. I'm really confused. Movie is super crazy. Very psychedelic in some regards. But also, no, fairly scientifically accurate. Like the fact that the uh, ship revolves around the center to produce artificial gravity, and when he's jogging for his exercise, he's just doing like vertical loops. Mm-hmm. It gets real trippy towards the end. I bet there's just so many pro- issues. I mean, we know that our planet just produces an unbelievable amount of noise and transmissions and radio and mm-hmm. t- like you know all these signals get bounced around, shot out from the planet, bounced around by satellites. We're a very noisy planet. I don't think it would be too hard to find us, but space is very big. You'd have to have a telescope pointing in the right direction, yada, yada. You know what I think part of that is? You know all those people who make, like, 10-hour loops of, like, Wii music? Like, the Me Channel theme? Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, there's a high probability that at least one person is watching at least some part of that at any given moment. We've been blasting the Me Channel theme into space for like 12 years now. <laughs> oh no. And they'd be thinking, oh, this is a message, this is important, this is whatever. And it's like, it just repeats. It repeats over and over. Granted, which is what a lot of messages sent into space do, because it's just a short message. And you're hoping that someone else will recognize, oh, this is intentional, this is a repeating message, this indicates intelligent life. Let me read you more of this article. So this guy, he literally says, I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad. So he's got information and, oh, he's got a book that just came out. This oh. I bet this is a PR stunt for his book. It's called uh, The Universe Beyond the Horizon, which is pretty great. Quoting again from the article, while it is unclear if any evidence exists that could support Eshed's claims, they did come just ahead of a recent announcement by Space IL, the group behind Israel's failed attempt to land a spacecraft on the moon in 2019. Uploaded to social media with the text, ready to get excited again? The announcement contained a 15-second video of the moon with text saying, back to the moon, followed by the date December 9, 2020? Oh. This will have happened by the time you hear this. It is likely that this is a follow-up to the Bereshit spacecraft, which crashed after engineers lost contact with it just minutes before it was due to land. Mm-hmm. However, the follow-up project is expected to take three years to be ready. Hmm. The Jerusalem Post was unable to reach out to the supposed Galactic Federation for comment. Ooh, that's snarky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with the book publication thing, that reminds me. This last summer while I was working at the library, I had found this book about it's just this giant conspiracy theory about NASA from a guy who 
allegedly had worked there and claimed to be, um, oh, what was his name? Claimed to be Walter Cronkite's like personal go-to guy for like explaining moon landing stuff to him. Hmm. And the way he explained it, there was like Freemasons, former Nazi scientists, and wizards obsessed with Egyptian mythology and magic. So did this gentleman who wrote this book say that it was all a hoax, the moon landing, or that it was real? Um, he said that something about there being like a crystalline dome over the moon, like a shell. What? Like an atmosphere dome? Something like that. There is something about like supposed structures on Mars that were like super visible through like obviously edited uh, digital photographs or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like. That's just a pixel. That's just a really big pixel. No, see, this has been debunked before. People look at Mars, even back when people first started having telescopes. They would look, they would look at the, the Mars surface, and they'd be like, oh, wow, look at that shape. And it's either a smudge on their lens mm -hmm. or nothing at all. Yeah. And then you start getting, like, photographs, and they're like, wow, look, this is definitely... A structure that was built and then you're like this looks like roads or whatever and it's like no what you're looking at is the edge of a rock the photos clearly a rock is in the foreground mm -hmm. and the horizon is off in the yeah. distance and just, there's just perspective yeah and some people if you squint real hard tilt your head 12 degrees and also you know wish on a star you'll say oh this looks like a building and it must be big in comparison to the horizon. Mm. You know the thing where you hold up your fingers really close to your eye and you, like, squish people ah, at a yes. distance? Our sister was doing that earlier. Um, <laughs> uh, that's the whole perspective thing. So yeah. it, this has been debunked before, and it makes me really frustrated because there's so much stuff that we're actually learning yeah. from space exploration. It's cool. We don't need to be making stuff up. Like, there's enough cool yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. I don't know why. Total tangent here. The way you describe it, like, you know, having to squint, tilt your head, whatever, at like 12 degrees, remind me, and this one Douglas Adams book, I believe it was Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. There's this one thing where if you, I think you had to go to this one spot in a train station and turn your head just a fraction of a degree or whatever, and you just like kind of turn around a particular like atom or something like that, you end up in Asgard, like in the halls of Valhalla, because <laughs> that was part of the story for some reason. Like Douglas Adams, fantastic author. Read everything the man's ever written. <laughs> like even better, watch the old BBC show, uh, which is only like the first. It's like the first book, I think. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's really good, actually. Yeah. Or listen to the full cast BBC radio productions of it. We're talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, for those who don't know who Douglas Adams is. It's really great. It's really wacky. All I really remember at this moment in time is just the general sense of chaos, but it's so entertaining. <laughs> and it's got a bunch of really good quips and one-liners, mm -hmm. and just the way he describes things. Douglas Adams is so good with words. It's inspirational, mm -hmm. if not, you know, just confusing. It's a really good time. I really recommend listening to it being performed by someone because that really adds life to it. And reading it on your own is great, but listening to these people saying these ridiculous things out loud and knowing that someone got paid to say <laughs> these things out loud, it just really makes my day. Mm -hmm. 
Were there other aliens that you wanted to talk about? Well, not at this juncture. Oh, yeah, because I remember uh, when we were talking before this episode, you mentioned that, like, most, like, alien conspiracy theory groups have, you know, their tinfoil hats or whatever, so the government can't read their brainwaves or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of talking about, like, what we should have as our own little, like, conspiracy theory attire thing. And my idea was big rubber rain boots. So, in case it's not clear, we have these kinds of ridiculous discussions all the time, and it's just every once in a while that we go, wait, 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 run to the microphone, <laughs> sit down fast, record it, mm -hmm. because how did we get onto that topic? Because it was something about, like, wacky groups and cults mm -hmm. that, and how they are generally about either, like, taking money from people. It's always yeah. about power, but it's also yeah. about, like, taking the resources. And I was, like, joking that, ah, and I'm making a new cult and you can join for $10 <laughs> off if you join now. And and then it, then it got to tinfoil hats. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you need something easily made. Tinfoil, mm -hmm. aluminum foil is easily accessible. It's shiny and metallic, makes a lot of noise, and you crinkle it up so people think it has something to do with something. I mean, it conducts electricity. You can use it to build little circuits, and that's yeah. very fun. Okay, I, here's my question about tinfoil hats. Why are they always depicted as having, like, a stem going up in the middle? Like a funnel? Yeah. I don't get that. It just should just make be a, a shell. Just be yeah. a skull cap, or you know, like yeah. a like uh, in season one of Critical Role when they meet uh, Clarota, aka Clarence, and he just has his like mishmash tinfoil hat, pretty much to block out the brainwaves of his fellow illithids. Be like Clarence, wear a tinfoil hat that's molded to your skull. <laughs> don't waste materials. Yeah, but your other point about them conducting electricity, that's exactly why I'm saying we should be wearing rubber galoshes instead of tinfoil hats. If the tinfoil hats, A, have a stem going up and they conduct electricity, and it all takes this one button push and everyone wearing a tinfoil hat gets zapped while we, in our rubber boots, are insulated against the ground and therefore the current can't pass through us. Hey, have you ever watched The Sorcerer's Apprentice? With Nick Cage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. in that, the whole deal, the, a really recurring shtick was that these wizards and their shoes, they had to have leather shoes. They couldn't have synthetic stuff. They couldn't have sneakers. They couldn't have rain boots because all of those things would block the transfer of electricity. Because a lot of what they did seemed to have to do with lightning and whatnot. Tinfoil hats don't even make sense because they conduct. Yeah. They well, okay. are not an insulating material. They conduct electricity. If you, you can... want to block out signals, make yourself a Faraday cage. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Okay, so Faraday cages, very important. Why? Because they block signals. On this note, I saw a thing recently. Someone on Amazon has designed a Faraday cage for your wireless router so that it will, quote, block 5G but still let the Wi-Fi through somehow. It's like $90 to make your internet worse. Now, is it an actual Faraday cage or is it just something painted with chrome to look like it's a Faraday cage? But I would is it, hope it's that, but it, it just... wouldn't surprise me if it was real. What if it's just a really expensive placebo Faraday cage? I'm writing placebo Faraday cage <laughs> down right now. I, I certainly hope it's that. Because, like, I don't understand why so many people of certain groups and ages are so worried about 5G. Because it's just, it's all radio. 
that's all internet and phones are. It's just fancy radio signals at different bandwidths. What? What? Like, is it supposed... Do they think it causes cancer or a mind control thing? I know that was an episode of Adventures in Odyssey, but I don't think that actually works in real life. Here's Unless you're the using, thing. like, subliminal messaging through, like, individual frames in a broadcast or something. Like they do in the pre-roll ads at movie theaters, where they have shots of food that you go to the concessions booth. Which is where I cheat by bringing in McDonald's chicken nuggets beforehand. Have you really? Uh, I have in the past. I haven't done it regularly in the last, like, in 2020. But Well, no. Nobody goes yeah, to movie no theaters. Goes no one goes to movie theaters. Yeah. Also, okay, I know we're getting off topic yet again, but this is one last thing and then we're going to wrap it up. I don't understand why people are so upset about the death of movie theaters. Like I yeah. get I get that it's an industry and I like I do feel bad for those employees. Unless you're with a group of friends seeing a premiere of a Marvel film, I don't see the appeal like anymore, yeah, cuz like, like everything ends up on a streaming service eventually. Right, anymore. and now they're just going straight to streaming services yeah. nowadays. Which I love because my favorite thing is being able to pause it when I want, going back to re-listen to a snappy little line of dialogue that I didn't catch. Mm -hmm. I just knew the volume constantly because these big professional movie studios still blast all the background music and have the dialogue very quiet. Mm -hmm. See, that's the downside. Unless you have like a fancy home uh, theater audio system set up, you don't get that nice, mm -hmm. I was, I was going to say crispy bass response, but that is the opposite of what bass <laughs> is. If your bass response sounds crispy, contact an audio professional. <laughs> There's something wrong with your system. If, if, if all the bass music sounds like crunching leaves, please call a doctor. And maybe pop open your speaker cabinets and check for dead leaves. Oh, I was going to say rodents. Or rodents. Happened once in high school. Wait, for real? Well, I mean, a squirrel bit into the, like, power transformer outside the school, and the power went out, and then, like, as we're all, like, walking out, the lights came on, and everyone just, like, <laughs> was, like run! <laughs> so, we got out early. Wait, was this near the end of the school year? Yeah. I remember that! Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we had our backpacks, whatever, and the lights, like, started flickering back on, and one of the teachers, like, just go really fast, they can't catch all of you. And I was like, oh, what a good point. And, like, people started, like, jogging. First walking, then speed walking, then just <laughs> jogging their way out through these dimly lit halls. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> once, <laughs> enough, once enough of us have gone, they can't stop the rest. And so we had an early out. Yeah. It was delightful because it was a nice, warm, sunny day. Like yeah. the, the transition from dark hallway, dark, crowded hallways to like glorious, fresh air. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We are no longer speaking about aliens, but I think that's okay. <laughs> Bottom line is, if you are wearing a tinfoil hat, you you need to reconsider what properties tinfoil has and what properties you're hiding from. Yeah. Let's look at how to build a Faraday cage if you're really worried about that. Because, like, theoretically, you should still be able to have your Wi-Fi network operate inside your house. Your signals won't go out, so neighbors can't steal your Wi-Fi or, you know, just mooch off of it. Mm -hmm. And other signals can't get in, which... I, if you rely on, like, some sort of external TV service, I mean, a dish on the outside should be fine. As I long as think. it's wired into your yeah, house, yeah, right? Yeah, like, there's ways around it. Yeah. Just get a Faraday cage. Tinfoil hats look silly, 
and you, you can could do... you could line the inside of a hat with tin foil, but still remember it conducts. You can do better. <laughs> Somehow this has turned into like a <laughs> life advice. Life advice. If you've got a tin foil hat on, reconsider. You can do better. Do we want to spoof the signal? Should you have a mannequin in your home with a tin foil hat and like a Raspberry Pi thing attached to it, so it's just sending out really weird faint signals? could do that i mean i know there's this one company that makes truly randomized encryption using uh lava lamps and a video camera tom scott did a video on that mm -hmm. my, my idea is something like that where like you have like a fish bowl like you have a goldfish in a bowl that's just swimming around and use that for your video encryption mm -hmm. but like you just compress that into some sort of data format and send that out through the raspberry pi thing so you want to simulate thought using a goldfish in a bowl <laughs> and here we have broadcasting out into the universe the thoughts and movements of Jeffrey the Goldfish. And unbeknownst to us, Jeffrey the Goldfish is using this as his platform to tell his fish alien cousins to come rescue him. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like the mice in um, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide. Guide, yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the dolphins and the fish and the bees lots of things were alien yeah. well no bees being aliens is from doctor who but mm -hmm. i still really love that yeah what was the one line it's just like so wait these are aliens oh. most of them thank you for sticking with us through this very random assortment of ideas loosely centered around the idea much like a galaxy spiraling inwards that if life is out there we're making such a racket they don't want to find us Odds are we're going to blow up on the launch pad enough times that they'll have time to prepare. What, you think we're going to be the aggressors? Have you met us? No, I think enough of our sci-fi movies have been beamed out that they think that we can take out any aliens. Independence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's going to be, again, sci-fi shtick of other races of aliens finding our entertainment systems and going, yeah. oh no, this is a documentary, oh no. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around with us, and if you have any ideas for us on space apparel or something that we should have instead of personal Faraday cages, kind of like umbrellas, I think, if you had umbrellas. Yeah. Would you have a Faraday umbrella if you could? Let us know over at Idea Corner. That's where you can find the Bad Idea Corner peoples on Twitter. And you can let us know if you'd wear, I guess, galoshes all day or if there's something else. I mean, there's rubber-soled tennis shoes. Like, any True. any rubber-soled shoe, I believe, would do. But if you have a better, fun, new conspiracy accessory, let us know. Yep. And feel free to let us know what happens if you point your microwave at C-SPAN while it's running and turn both on at the same time. And let us know if any interesting images pop up due to the magnetic distortion. C-SPAN? Congress. What I'm getting at is Congress. And the lizard people? Yes. <laughs> ah. Delightful. <laughs>